And welcome to Education, Leadership, and Beyond, Surviving and Thriving. My name is Andrew Murata, host of the program, and it is show number 158. Welcome to our live listening audience here on Facebook. Welcome to our listeners on the Education Podcast Network. Uh, Voice Ed Radio Canada, and or if you are listening on iTunes, wherever you are listening, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, check out the podcast on Education, um, uh, uh, Voice Ed Radio Canada, and the Education Podcast Network. Great podcast, great content there, and uh, and check that out. So, uh, welcome to the program. It is show number one fifty eight. We are going to meet a CEO today. We are going to meet a founder of a company, and not just any company. It is the Rios Nautical Eyewear Company, Rios. And I got my sunglasses tonight. My number one fan is watching. My mom is watching, and uh, she has her Rios sunglasses as well. Um, but I connected with this uh, company through through the work I'm doing, and uh, they're a growing company. They're a new company there, and, and they are just doing great things. So we're going to meet the CEO today, Jake Burton, and uh, I'm looking forward to talking to Jake about how do you start a sunglass company? Tell me about leadership of a, of a you know a sunglass company uh, and a company that's growing and a company that's doing great things. So really excited to talk to Jake, and uh, again, he's the CEO and founder. So we'll meet Jake here in a minute. Thanks for tuning in. As always, uh, a positive comment on iTunes, uh, a, a, a retweet on social media, uh, or a positive review, those help. So if you like the show, please help us out and uh, and do that. So today's sponsor, we're going to talk about Rio, so we have them sponsoring our program uh, and certainly excited. Here's their brand. Here's their logo. I'm going to ask uh, Jake about that logo as well. So uh, but let's kick it off with our opening uh, topic here, and it's the power of a single experience. We've all had paradigm shifts in our life. We've all had incidents, uh, uh, whether it's over time or a, a powerful one-time incident that's changed our life. And that happened to Jake and his wife and his family, and I'm going to ask him about the starting of that company. It's such a great story, and I, I, I wait for Jake to tell it. But those things that happen in our lives, they uh, they can change the course of our lives, right? So the story I want to share is um, back when I was a freshman in college, North Carolina, right outside Winston-Salem, the huge metropolis of King, North Carolina. And my college roommate, my good friend, Kevin Spanauer, uh, he's a great school leader in North Carolina, principal. And uh, we pull up to his house. And here I'm a guy from Staten Island, New York. And we pull in, and Kevin leaves the keys in the ignition. And I'm getting out of the car. I said, hey, Kevin, you left the keys in the ignition. And he looks at me, and he goes, yeah. And I said, what are you doing? And he said, well, you know, that's where I leave the keys. And I said, well, why would you leave the keys there? And Kevin turned and looked at me, and this changed my life. And he said, why wouldn't I? And I said, in that moment, I was like, wow. You leave your keys in your car. I want to live in a place that you can do that. And I do. And we made that change in our life. And that was something my wife and I had, had spoken about and talked about. And we made that change. And it changed the course of my life. 
And now I live in Milford, Pennsylvania. I live out of New York City and I love it. And we're thrilled about that. And I think something similar happened to Jake and his family uh, after going on uh, some trips where he lost sunglasses over and over. So I want to ask Jake about that. I got a lot of questions for him. Let's welcome him into the program here. He's our featured guest here on show 158. Jake, welcome to Education Leadership Beyond. How's it going? Glad to be here. I'm glad to have you. I'm glad to talk to you and certainly glad to be associated with your company. It's so exciting. Uh, a grown company. You're doing great things. So welcome to the program. Thank you. Thank you. Pumped to be here. <laughs> Jake, you heard that opening story. Let's start right there, Jake. Uh, again, the story's on the website, riosgear.com. But tell us the story how one starts a sunglass company. Well, I will tell you, we were uh, we had taken a 1981 Airstream and had remodeled a little bit of the inside. We were it was my wife, now wife, we were dating at the time, um, crammed into about 100 square feet and drove around the country for a few months, you know, make sure everything's all good to go. Sure. <laughs> And uh, as we were on that trip, we stopped at a lot of state and national parks and we'd go kayaking and we'd get out on the water. And more often than we wanted to admit, we'd get, um, you know, we'd lose shades. And I remember one time distinctly getting back into the truck and Becca looks over at me and she's like, you realize the most expensive part of this trip <laughs> are your sunglasses, right? <laughs> and at the time we were, uh, you know, both coming out of um, former careers and looking for that next uh, opportunity. and. So we started down a research path of how can we make a great pair of sunglasses at the right price that, you know, you, you didn't feel like you had to protect them, but they were doing what they were supposed to do, which is protect you and, uh, you know, make them float. So if we do drop them in the water, we're, we're out there a bunch, we get to keep them. We don't have to watch, watch that money sink. So that was the initial inspiration. And then from that path forward, it was a lot of product design and um, other elements to get a product in hand that we could launch back in 2016. Yeah. And Jake, when did it go from a conversation to, are we really going to do this? Like when did it, when did that happen? That actually progressed pretty quick from when it was, when she looked at me and said that it was like, well, what if they didn't sink? And um, we started looking into it and we found a material that was just as strong. So when we look at, it's actually not something inside here or something it's actually the material yeah and that's why they can look and feel like an everyday style yeah. that you would never know they float except they're super comfortable when you're wearing them i mean half of our um i'll call them the rios family love them because they float and half of them love it just because they're comfortable they're, they're lighter weight and that's the material itself yeah. that does that and the lenses as well so that was a fun adventure to go down and um, work through the product design process. I think at the time we were in Salt Lake City and we connected with a local product designer there. We'd connected with somebody um, that had been in the sunglasses industry for a, a long time um, and could help us kind of figure our way through that path because we had had a marketing agency previous to that. So we, we knew a lot more about um, the branding and the marketing and you know working with customers than we did about the product design. And that's where we had an opportunity to learn the most in the beginning. Um, and to do that from, you know, the living room of an Airstream was just kind of cool and fun. You started the conversation on that trip. Oh, on that trip. Yeah. I mean, it was actually getting back. I, we'd lost the, our, my last pair of 
there. Wow. Then then we just started researching and talking to folks. And we just happened to be in Salt Lake City when that conversation started, which is a great city for product design in the U.S. Um, And so we got to just hang around there a little bit longer and ask as many questions as we could and connect with people. And here you are uh, six years later, your company's growing. Uh, that's fantastic, Jake. And uh, uh, But it's really nice to have you on. Jake, I, I'm a principal, right? And I get referred to in different matters, boss and things like that. But when people hear CEO, they, they think boss, right? You know, you're the CEO, you're the founder. You know, when you hear that, again, six years ago, and now you're the CEO of a company, what does that mean to you? It means all the other jobs that nobody else is doing, right? <laughs> no, I, I think to me, it means how do we, we get a chance to have an impact on so many different stages of what a business is, like whether it's the team um, at Rios, whether it's the customers, whether it's the community that we get to be a part of, um, you know, it's, it's a big responsibility to want to serve each of those different groups and serve them well. And that is what I hear when I hear CEO is like, what is the opportunity to learn and grow and have the privilege to be able to help guide that? Um, But it's a lot coming back to how can I help? How can I help the team? How can we help the community? How can we help um, the customer? So that that's what long enough in that role, um, you get to enjoy a lot of those different things. And how would you say you design your 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 day, uh, Jake? Like, where is it? You know, as a principal, right? I, I look at what's the make the important thing the important thing, and and where do I want to focus my time? Because you could get lost in doing a lot of things. So, what are some of your 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 focus with, with your time, and where do you want to spend the important time as the CEO? Yeah, I think that goes back to without reinventing the wheel. Um, I was fortunate a long time ago to read Stephen Covey's book where you've got that grid and keep your eyes on. And, you know, you can say important and urgent, important, not urgent, not important, but urgent and uh, not urgent and not important. And just constantly having those boxes in front of you. And I set my agenda for the next day at the end of the last one to at least have that in front of me. Um, personally, and then, you know, look to see are the, is that same thing happening across our team focus. Um, and so we use different tools to help guide the actual tactical implementation of that, but making sure that you've got your top three or your top five things in front of you in the right ways and the ways that works for you. Um, that that's a huge piece of it. And it helps, it helps with being able to wind down at the end of a day to say, I know what tomorrow looks like. It's going to be there. Let's put that to bed and, uh, you know, relax a little bit. And it, and it's, I love to hear you talking about that. And I love the quadrants and I love the, the seven habits there too. Uh, but that quadrant four, you know, you could say there's leisure time in there. There's importance there, right? It's stress reducing, but so much about the Rios gear brand is that time on the water, is those relaxing times outside, which people would consider in the quadrant four. But here's your important quadrants trying to get people to quadrant four, right? Isn't it, it's got to be a little ironic, right? <laughs> yeah, and I, I guess that would come down to what the classification is. Um, I 
wholeheartedly believe that time on the water it wouldn't necessarily fall in quadrant four. I think that is super important. You know, we say that's where the best of us comes to life. And maybe it's not water specifically, um, but it's what is that space where you feel at your best? Yeah. That I would consider super important. It may not be urgent, but super important. And I agree with you because there is so much there and we shouldn't feel guilty as leaders, as CEOs, you shouldn't feel guilty about that time, right? That's your time. You've earned that. And it, it is important. So I agree with you. So cool. Yeah, and, and that's a one that is always uh, important to put into practice too. It, and sometimes it will ebb and flow. <laughs> you got to schedule that time. It shouldn't just be, well, I got extra time, right? You got to schedule it. So for sure. Uh, Jake, you, you traveled a lot, right? Uh, you, you said your your former girlfriend, who's now your wife, and who's now uh, your your son's mom, right? It's all come together. But you traveled a lot, and this trip was a long trip. Where this great idea of your company, you know, was that intentional? Did you guys, you know, end jobs and you had time, or was this something? Hey, we want to do this before we have have children. I think it was. I- in some ways, kind of how we found each other too. We were both in Atlanta and we were, we'd always loved going different places whenever we could. And that, that could be 45 minutes down the road. Um, you know, living in Atlanta, going over to Lake Lanier. Um, it, it wasn't always a, a big trip, but getting outside and exploring and trying different things, I think is what had brought us together in the beginning. Um, so yeah, it, w- it was pretty intentional. And I think it was as much curiosity and not knowing what that next step may lead to that always drove us and still drives us maybe not as much last year but uh it still drives us to go explore and get out there so for sure i think it was a very deliberate decision at that time in our lives to get in an airstream and drive for a period of time um i had started an agency i guess many years before that and that provided some flexibility to be able to do some work from the road. And um, she had similarly, she had a career in PR, studied in, had studied in Spain in school, and then went back to teach as she thought, you know what, that, that career wasn't exactly right. So she went to teach in Spain. And then as she came back, we had known each other right before she left. And I was like, yeah, you're pretty good at what you do. You could probably freelance or start your own um, little agency. And she was like, no, maybe. So it, it happened a bit at that time. And we knew, you know, life typically gets busier, not less busy. So um, as the opportunity was there, I'm so thankful that we made the time for that to happen because it would absolutely be harder now um, with kids, you know, just even just having a little one in the car for a long road trip. I can't imagine. <laughs> well, you have a little one, your son, Jamie, and Kudos to you and your wife for making that decision. Uh, but mark your calendar when your son gets in fourth grade, Jamie. I don't, uh, uh, Jake, I don't know if you know this. Uh, there's a there's a program, Every Kid in a Park. And we traveled out west and went to the parks when our kids were in the fourth grade. And not that you're saving a lot of money, you're saving a couple bucks, uh, but your kid gets you in free. So mark that down and you take your son back. Very cool. I love that. I yeah. love that. Yeah, and everybody will be out decked in, uh, in the glasses. Jake, let's turn the conversation to your company. Tell me about uh, your company. You know, what do you love the most about it? And what are some challenges being, being the CEO? Uh, and I say this uh, respectfully, Jake, do you still call it an upstart company? Like, you know, you're six years now. How long are you still a new company? 
uh, with that. So what are some of the great things and what are some of the challenges? Yeah, I think uh, the great things are the ones for me that are the easiest and most obvious where it's like our team is phenomenal. They have a ton of fun. We get to work in the outdoor industry. Um, we get to help encourage people to get out on the water. We get to get back to the community. So those things jump out immediately at what it's what drives us forward every single day. And it's that part is a ton of fun. Challenges is always as one of your initial questions. It's what are the priorities and how do we say no to the rest? Because it can be so tempting to want to chase down all these different paths and chase these different opportunities, but we're absolutely still an upstart. Um, you know, small business, I, I don't know if and when that feeling ever leaves really. Cause I look at some of the biggest companies in the world and some of the leadership there. And I was like, man, they still, they have that startup sensation within them. So I don't know what, I, I love that feeling. I love that part of it. Um, it gives us a lot of energy, I think. And I've, I have started to lose my train of thought of where we had started <laughs> there. Um, but yeah, the, the pieces that I love about it and the challenges being how do you help sort through some of those priorities and uh, follow those and, and say no to the rest. So give me give me an example of something that you would say no to. Um, marketing opportunities and sales channels that don't fit within the plan that we know we have time and resources to pursue. Mm. Because I think one of the exciting things about being in the sunglasses and eyewear business is it's a great fit for so many people, yeah. but we're a better fit for, um, you know, for specific niches. And that's where we want to focus our time and energy and um, resources and serve those customers best rather than try to serve everybody to an extent. Um, so that I think is we have these filters that we'll look through, whether it's on the operation side or on the marketing side to say, does that fit within some of our key criteria? And if not, we just, we can hang on to it. Let's put it in the parking lot. Let's come back to it. Um, when time is, is given. Interesting. Really interesting. I like that saying, put it in the parking lot. Maybe, <laughs> maybe it's not ready. Uh, and again, and getting ready for the show, Jake, I was thinking about your glasses and, like you said, I've lost a hundred pairs. I've, I've broken them. Uh, but that famous scene, right? And I mentioned it in our pre-show about Tom Cruise sliding across in the, in the movie there, wearing the Ray-Bans, right? And mm -hmm. then that put them on the market. Oakley's, right? You think of main brands, you know? So what is something that could be a breakthrough for Rios? Maybe it's being on uh, Education Leadership Beyond that's going to be the breakthrough, but... What is what is something that maybe that could be a breakthrough through for you? Uh, you mentioned about your niche, um, but like who knew a product placement in that movie could do such a famous thing for sunglasses? You know, is that something that you guys pursue in your marketing? Yeah, absolutely. And I I love looking at stories like that because it does feel like signature moments, and sometimes those are very intentional, and sometimes it, you know it ends up being a hit, and you follow that direction as the market responds and reacts. Um, so I think where we've found our home is, you know, we say fishing, boating, and unicorn floating. Like if it's on or around the water and just <laughs> hanging out, we want to be there. If we don't take ourselves too seriously, I think we've got some amazing technology 
And I, I sometimes focus on that a little too much because I, I love the story of that product. But a lot of times it's the sensation that it gives us when we're out there and being able to relax and hang out on the water. Um, and so I think the more we get to hang out in that space where we are more unique and more distinct, um, the better we can serve our customer, the better we can serve and grow the business and the better we can focus on you know, the, those things that matter. And that's a lot of where the community impact. I think that pulls us in that direction because as we're working with organizations that, you know, their every day is thinking about how do we protect our water? How do we protect um, some of the wildlife? It helps us stay anchored to, you know, the, the pieces that are most important for the product and for that community. Well, and you, and you touched on that there, you know, the pillars of giving on your website. Again, check it out, riosgear.com. Uh, uh, I love that, uh, what you're doing, giving back in the, to the community. Can you talk a little bit about those uh, initiatives, Jay? Yeah, uh, we've got different organizations here in Charleston, and that's really kind of where we've, we've grown up and where we focus um, a lot of the energy in whether it's cleanups um, out on the beach or on roads through Adopt a Highway, Surfrider Foundation, you know, Charleston Waterkeeper, their entire mission is measuring the impact and helping make sure that we're watching the pollutants from all different channels going into the water. So the awareness and the financial and the time um, that we're able to, to give to those organizations and to be a part of and learn from them, quite honestly, I mean, that's their careers is to help educate. And we have so much to learn from those um, organizations as, as we operate and grow. Yeah. It's really great. I love the pictures. You, there's a picture of your, your 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 employees there holding up the bags of garbage on the site. I mean, really, really powerful. Uh, let's talk about your people. You mentioned the team a few times. What do you look for, Jake, uh, when hiring people? I'm a high school principal. We want to get our kids ready for the next level, college and beyond. What are you looking for when you hire somebody? You know, first and foremost, it's that team feeling of is this somebody that wants to drive forward with the purpose of the company um, with the team at, as a whole and do they have a purpose have they taken time to sit and think what do i want to do what impact do i want to have how does this role help me do that for myself and in turn for the company and in turn for the community or the customer um, and that is the number one thing that always stands out when you ask, and we hear the question a lot, you know, maybe where do you want to be in the next year, the next three years, the next five years? It's not necessarily just having that programmatic response, but have they stopped to think, what is the purpose that they're working to serve towards? And how does this job help them do that? And maybe it's a learning, maybe they want to learn new skills, maybe it's the direct impact of the community. Maybe it's um, the people they get to connect with, but how does that role fit their personal purpose? And then how does that serve the company? And does that company serve the, do those two things line up? Um, and that I think speaks to some of the longevity. One thing we've always been so proud about is we're not a small team or we're not a big team. Um, we're a small team, but we have a huge impact because I think we all line up together and are charging forward. And, there's a sense of good, of great team camaraderie as a result of that. And that is just so much fun to see 
And, you know, we hope we get to keep driving that culture forward um, from now into the future. Nice. And, and Jake, tell me about the training, right? Your salespeople. Are, are you, do you have to coach them up on, on how to uh, kind of connect with uh, people, you know, groups working with your, your company? Or is this something that you allow the autonomy and the professionalism of that person, right? There's certain things in a school that I want done a certain way uh, in terms of the way they introduce the learning target for today's class, uh, the way they, you know, certain things that we want done a certain way, but then they have autonomy in others. Uh, and I know that's very motivating. How about your people? Do they have a lot of autonomy and how they go about sales or marketing, things like that? Yeah, I think as, as a company still growing up, we have some guiding principles and there is a ton of autonomy. And part of that is because we're, um, you know, building processes and things as we go. And other parts of that are, you know, it's an exciting, that's part of the thing we get to offer to the team is carving their path. And um, that that's something that's true to us at the core. It's true to each individual role. And yes, we absolutely have some of those guiding principles that, um, you know, shape that. But at this stage, a ton of that is being forward by the team. And there's a ton of autonomy uh, in those different areas. And I, I think it's exciting to get to see how those things develop and they get to teach back, say, hey, here's the, how the best way we get to approach this scenario. Yeah. I love the, uh, the TED Talk by Simon uh, Sinek about um, motivation, right? People think it's money. They think it's this. They, you know, it's mastery, autonomy, and purpose. And you spoke about the purpose, right? Uh, you give them some autonomy and they get good at it. You know, that's how you build ownership, not just uh, uh, buy-in, right? So good for you. Well, that's super cool. I've, I've heard his uh, start with why. Um, I don't know if I've watched any of He's He's got some great ones, but I haven't seen that one. I should check that out. Yeah. Yeah, that's fantastic. And uh, certainly the why. And. Um, and I might be confused with Daniel Pink. I get those guys. Mixed ah. <laughs> I'm not the one to correct that. Uh, <laughs> motivation, right? You want your people to do a good job. I want my teachers to do a good job. Uh, but when you give that mastery, autonomy, and purpose, uh, I think you know you can't go wrong there. So, I love uh, that. yeah, Jake, you, you mentioned that you're a small team in your company. But you came from a big team. I couldn't believe the numbers here that you shared. You came from an amazingly large family. Uh, what was that like growing up? And how do you go to a birthday party now? <laughs> no. Man, it was it was so much fun. Um, so my mom had ten brothers and sisters. My dad had four brothers and sisters. Uh, you know, lots of nieces and nephews and aunts and uncles running around. Thanksgiving was. I like to call it a hundred. It, it was probably a little bit less than that. But as a kid, when you're looking around, I mean, you're like, Oh my gosh, who is everybody? Wow. <laughs> um, but it ends up being my favorite time of year. Um, as I look back on growing up, because that was just a fantastic holiday and having four siblings myself. And, you know, as I'm fourth of five, two older brothers an older sister and a younger sister. Um, it's just, you get to see so many different, uh, perspectives and adventures and trials with, you know, being a sibling of different and a, a cousin of so many. So mm -hmm. I loved it. Um, it was a lot of fun. 
how many pairs of real sunglasses do you have to give out? <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the first Thanksgiving, it was like set up a stand. Now this was when we were really figuring it out. So that was more a feedback session. And we, it was like a built-in focus group. We got to get a lot of feedback. <laughs> Unedited opinions is the best. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's amazing. I love family and uh, that's awesome. And uh, you're growing your family now. Uh, Jake, I love this question. I'm excited to hear your answer here. Um, I don't know if you want to write these down. You can you put them all in here? But you know, how do you, we talked about priorities, right? And when you're crafting these these great lenses here, or as you call them, shades. I like that. <laughs> um, put these in order: most important to least important. Okay. Style, comfort. The lenses, right? I don't want to misspeak. I know they polarized and all of that. The lenses, cost, and usability. Put those in order for me. What is like the number one? Because these are comfortable. I got a giant head. I don't know if you can tell that, but these fit my giant head. You know, they, don't <laughs> they look good. You know, again, unbiased opinion there. <laughs> um, I, you know, there's two that jump right to the top, I would think, and it's always tough, you know, choosing those things. They all seem so important to me. The comfort and the style, I think, are the two reasons we all um, settle into a pair, not the first time, but again and again. Mm -hmm. And depending if it's activity-based. So if we're out on the water, I think that's where the usability and the durability, um, some of those other elements really come into play. Yeah. So. If I was to answer it fairly, I would say style, because we got to look good. Comfort, it's got to feel good. And then um, usability, durability, the lenses, I don't know where to fit that in that chain, probably right okay. there. Um, yeah. And then uh, cost. Okay. So that'd be my best effort there. And I got to tell you, you guys hit the, the point with you're putting cost last, but you hit the... The point with the, I look at some of these guys. I walk in these stores, right? I make I make a good money as a high school principal, I, you know. But I look at some of these guys like hundred and sixty dollars, two hundred dollars. Like I'm not buying that because you yeah. break, them, you lose them. You you know. Uh, I, I think you're in the right right price point. You guys offered a lot of flexibility with that, and uh, I just that was another thing about the company that you're not you're not boxing out. The the, the 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 little surfer here who wants a nice pair of sunglasses, you're not. You could spend 40, 50 bucks and feel good about them, you know? Yeah. And that was always the the key driver in the beginning is, you know, going back to that line of you want to use your sunglasses and let them protect you, not the other way around. Mm. Um, and that was the biggest thing for us in designing it was making sure it's something you feel comfortable taking out on the water because that's what they're for. Mm. I mean, a lot of times people will have $200, $300, $100 sunglasses, and they can't take them on the water because you can lose them. And that's, that only takes a split second. You learn that lesson a time or two, and then, you know, you, you get told otherwise. <laughs> so um, that certainly is a big part of it, but it, you've got to have a, a nice feel and nice quality. And that's the other piece that we had to be sure happened. We, we aren't necessarily the cheapest I and mean, we can find cheaper frames and lenses, but not with the 
pieces that we've been able to build in there with the nylon optics and the polarization and the hydrophobic and oleophobic and, you know, stop me. Cause I'll, I'll talk about some of those things far too much. <laughs> well, this has been great, uh, Jake. It's been a, been a pleasure and you, you can just feel the warmth in your, in your style and your character uh, through this podcast. So I appreciate it. Jake, you got a, a wide range listening. You have school leaders, you have educators, you have teachers, you have students, uh, a lot of people listening. And again, you're, you're in a different world uh, right now in the business world, small business, but you know, anything else you wanted to share about leadership uh, and about your journey that you're going down now that you think might be relevant for some of those people I mentioned? Yeah, I think the thing that always jumps out to me, and I really wish I could remember who had first introduced me to this. Um, and I know it's a Bill Nye quote, Bill Nye the science guy. Mm. Um, Everybody you meet knows something you don't. And that resonated with me so hard so early on where it's an opportunity every time we run into somebody to say, what is something I can learn right here? And being able to take that to heart was it, you know, an exciting journey um, to go on. And I wish I knew who had first introduced me to that because it, it fundamentally changed my life. Yeah. Um, but I did track down the source. <laughs> cool. Uh, Jake, my number one fan here, she has a question here. My mom, she says, What's, what, what lens would you recommend for somebody that gets, uh, uh, you know, headaches from, from the sun here? What would you recommend? Definitely. So you'll want the least amount of transparency so the highest VLT, um, and that's our marine lens, blocks the most sun and can help the most there. And that, you know, it certainly just comes from a lot of sun exposure, which is a great thing. Um, but having good UV protection and to have uh, the least amount of transparency in that lens um, will help the most there. And that's the piece that is so important when you're looking at sunglasses is to make sure that they do have that good UV protection because even be though it's darker, that doesn't always mean that it's protecting your eyes. And that over time can really start to wear at some of the defense that we have built into our eyes. Um, and so that UV protection can be pretty damaging. And that's where that UV 400 spectrum goes. It's the, the spectrum of light that we can protect up to. Okay. You mentioned the word wear, right? There's a natural wear on that. Do do sunglasses wear? Like, do if I keep these, you know, three, four, five years, do they wear? Do they, you know, do, does it lose lose that protection? The actual base lens does not lose the protective quality. What we do see wear is uh, some of those mirrors when you've got salt water and other earth elements that will come at it. Mm. Um, those can wear down, but the UV protection. And the polarization is embedded right there in the lens. So that that holds in strong. Cool. Cool. Well, this was awesome, Jake. I know uh, you got to get back out on the water and, and Jamie's ready to have dinner. And uh, uh, But I appreciate a few minutes. Uh, let's get to rapid fire. Jake, these are our quick answers. Uh, the first thing uh, that comes to mind uh, when, when you answer. Okay, you ready? Mm-hmm. And before we do that, let, let's see the CEO's uh, glasses. I saw you had a pair. Oh, yeah. Where are your face? Like, which ones are the CEOs wearing? Let me see those. Th these are coming out soon. Come Can't on. Can't even drop the name yet. We got a little brand partnership coming up. <laughs> okay. No, they're not released yet. <laughs> not released yet, but to be soon. 
Okay. Well, I want to be tagged on social media with that clip there. And uh, I like that. They're a little, I like that look versus the round here. That was nice. Okay. Yeah. We'll do that. You heard it here first. <laughs> I like it. Here we go. Ready, Jake? Last book you read. You caught me in a good streak. The uh, the lost um, teachings of yoga actually is what's my audio feed right now. So that's been a nice one. <laughs> okay. Last movie you saw? Uh, Eli, the book of Eli. How was that? That's uh, uh, Denzel, right? Yeah, it's pretty good. You get some action, you get some story. Um, I thought it was a good movie. I was, I'd never, I never actually had heard it when it first came out. <laughs> gotta gotta uh, send Denzel a pair. You know what I mean? That's right. That's right. You you've traveled. You've traveled extensively. What's a couple of your favorite places? I would say between two, there's uh, Lake Gaston, which is near where I grew up in North Carolina. Just a lot of great memories there, and then Bahia Salinas in Costa Rica, where I first learned to kite surf, and that's what one of our frames is named after. Nice. Very cool. Uh, this was not on the question list. How did a guy from North Carolina get to University of Georgia? <laughs> Football. <laughs> I mean, not playing, but I just went to visit a friend and said, this is a great spot to be, and they had a great education. So, <laughs> Okay. Biggest bulldog rival there in the SEC. Who is your most hated rival there? Oh, God, what year is it? It depends. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'll give a shout-out to Becca's brother at Auburn, my okay. wife's brother. So. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, most challenging customer service request you get? Oh, that one's easy. The very first pair of shades we sold, I was living in Atlanta at the time. It was overnight delivery. I didn't know how to do overnight delivery. They were 35, maybe 40 minutes away. So I put a label on there as if we were shipping them. And then I just drove and dropped it in their mailbox. <laughs> Got it there. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I love it. Uh, Jake, you talked about a lot of your passions. You talked about the good things of your company. What's a pet peeve of yours? What's something that gets under your skin? Lack of communication. Mm. I hear you on that. Jake, uh, I don't feel like blank at 4 o'clock. You're a business owner. You're a young father. I, I don't feel like blank at 4 o'clock. Hmm. I don't feel like, what do I want? Not want to do at four o'clock? Correct. Probably work out. If it doesn't happen in the morning, I don't think it's happening. <laughs> and I, yeah, you're right, right? You get it done in the morning, you know it's done. Whereas the afternoon, you're dragging a little bit. Good answer. Yeah. When people wear Rios shades, as you call them, I love it. Uh, what do you hope they say? Man, these are comfortable. It goes back. That was your that was your top style. And yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, besides sunglasses, what's the best purchase under a hundred dollars that has had a great impact on your life? Man, uh, probably tile. Actually, is the first thing that comes to mind. Those little things that I would lose my keys and my wallet far more often. Oh, do you <laughs> use that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, my wife bought that for me, and I kind of was like, ah, we, we actually gave it to my son, and my son uses it with his book bag. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, all the time. <laughs> Good for you. 
something about Jake Burton that people don't know about. Mm. I would have said kite surf, but we already said that. And maybe that wouldn't be that big of a secret. Man, I'm going to have to come back to that. That's a good question. I should have thought about these. <laughs> okay. You're a busy CEO, man. Uh, I love Charleston. I've spent a lot of time in Charleston. I refereed at the University of Charleston often. Um, what's your best Charleston eatery? Ooh. Between two again, I got to get more decisive here. Bagel Nation on James Island and Baguette Magic, which is just an awesome uh, breakfast spot. So I got a good breakfast salmon sandwich. All those beautiful restaurants down on King Street, and you pick breakfast joints? Oh, man, I love breakfast. It's the best. <laughs> good coffee, a good bagel. <laughs> and you're out on the water, amen. Exactly. Uh, I fell in love with the uh, uh, the Moscow Mule. I went to the Rare Bit on King Street. Oh, yeah, that's pretty good, too. Uh, yeah. That was <laughs> good, man. That's a great spot. Uh, so. Uh, Jake, we talked about the importance of that that quad four, right? And and you know what is being on the water? What is the importance uh, for you about being on the water? What do you love the most about it? The first thing that always comes to mind is the wind. I don't know why, but there's something about um, you know just being around water. There's typically wind blowing, and you know you're outside. It just it puts the soul up. So it's I think it's just the sensation being around it. I can smell ocean and just feel better. Nice. So. I, I can remember walking down there on the battery and feeling the wind there. Uh, and my mom's watching. We spent some time together in Charleston, walking in the park there. It's beautiful. Uh, here yeah. in the Northeast, Jake, that wind's a little different when you're walking. <laughs> <It's so cold. laughs> I believe that. I believe that. Okay. Uh, people on the water wear Rios because. Fill in the blank. They float. Amen, brother. <laughs> School leaders. Why do school leaders want to wear Rios? It's the best eye protection you can get at 55 bucks. <laughs> Amen, brother. Best tip per, for preserving the life of your sunglasses? Rinse with fresh water if you're ever around salt water. And try not to let them get uh, cooked on a dashboard in the sun. Mm. Those are my two tips. Do you recommend the under the, uh, what do you call that thing? The, the, you tuck it underneath you? The, it? Yeah. yeah. Anywhere that's not just like straight through the window. Because if you think about a magnifying glass through sun, you're doing a little bit of the same there. So I'm it'll guilty. wear them. I'm <laughs> hey, we all are. That's what yeah. replacements or repairs can be for. Okay. <laughs> I need to get that under the, uh, uh, what is that little sun, uh, the, the sun visor. I need to get visor. that. That's yeah, it. That's yeah. it. Okay. Jake, this was awesome. Uh, you did a great job. How about a quote? Do you have a famous quote or a, a favorite quote that you kind of, that is one of yours that you like? If not yours, but one that you use? Yeah, actually, the number one goes back to Bill Nye's. I guess the number two is uh, right at the warehouse when we first walk in is focus on the habits, enjoy the results. Mm. Um, and that's Bill Nye again? I don't, you know, I don't know where that one's from. But that is that major happening? You use yeah, that? That, that's at our warehouse when we go wow. in. Say it again. Focus uh, on the habits. Focus on the habits and enjoy the results. I love it. Awesome, Jake. Uh, this was great. Jake, if people want to learn more about your 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 company, we have your uh, 
your website there, but what would you say the best way for people to learn about you is? Um, check us out on social media or on the website, riosgear.com or at riosgear and uh, send us some photos. We love seeing adventures outside. Well, you're going to get some uh, principal supervision ones because it was uh, <laughs> in the 60s today in the Northeast. And thank God. Uh, the <laughs> yeah. So uh, well, We're hoping for warmer weather for you soon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This was Jake Burton, everybody from Rios Gear uh, uh, Sunglasses. Check them out. Um, uh, we do have a discount code, Marada20. There is a discount code there uh, through, through our relationship. So I appreciate that. Uh, I know uh, some of our people watching have some pairs. Uh, but certainly check them out. They're growing. They're doing good things in their communities. And as he said, they float. So amen, <laughs> brother. Uh, this was awesome, Jake. Uh, really enjoy it. So I appreciate you being here on Education, Leadership, and Beyond. Uh, I'm at Andrew Murata 21 on Twitter. And, Jake, what's the Twitter handle again? Uh, do you know that off the top of your head? Uh, at Rios Gear. At Rios Gear on Twitter also, right? Yep, indeed. Fantastic. Guys, this is the CEO. He's the founder. Uh, that was a great story, uh, Jake, and I appreciate uh, you sharing that. We're going to sign off here on Education, Leadership, and Beyond. Uh, Jake Burton, check out their company, uh, riosgear.com. Jake, thanks so much, my friend. Hey, love being here. Thank you. Cool. You hang tight for a second. All right, here we go. Jake, I'm missing a button here. Before you hang up, I'm going to make sure we are clear. Jake, let's hang up. I want to make sure this is over. The normal button is not there. Uh, so we're going to, I don't know if this is still going live, Jake, I will be in touch here, but the normal stop live stream uh, button is not there. So, uh, so we might good. still be going. We're not, this is behind the scenes here. So, uh, but Jake, thanks, man. This was great. We'll be in touch. Okay. Sounds good. Thank you. All right. Thank you.